I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hey there. Ever wonder what happens to all those amazing screenplays that never make it to the big screen? Wonder no more. Welcome to Table Read Podcast, where we bring those undiscovered gems to life. Picture this. Talented actors giving incredible performances with the occasional laugh or blooper thrown in, produced by award-winning pros. From drama to comedy, TV pilots to feature films, there's something for everyone. And guess what? We release new episodes every week, so don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Table Read Podcast, where great stories finally get their chance to shine. Hello there. I'm your host, Shanti, and you're listening to Muses and Stuff. This is the podcast that's all about the dolls. They were the groupies, the wives, the girlfriends, and the muses who played such a huge role in rock and roll history by simply being themselves. They were sweet, sexy, brave, and powerful. They went after what and who they wanted, and they made no apologies. Why would they? Why would they? That lovely voice that you're <laughs> hearing is Andrea Holtz, back for another episode. She is a former music critic. She is a current producer, writer, actress, comedian, doll, fearless warrior. Oh, yes. Uh, all of the above. Mostly fearless warrior. That's right. And you may um, remember her, recognize her voice from the episode where we talked about male groupies. Who doesn't love those? That was a fun one. It was fun. It was pretty amazing. And we're going to do another episode of Uncharted Territory because today we are going into the dark waters of the 80s and 90s. The hair metal groupies. What? The hair metal groupies. I'm ready. I've had some time to think about it and to process and uh, I read um, an, another book that I'm going to talk about on another episode about an 80s and 90s, um, maybe like early 2000s uh, rock groupie. So I'll be able to tackle that soon, too. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, my favorite uh, to, well, of that era would be um, Bobby Brown, the cherry pie gal. 
Yeah, so I heard you talk about Bobby Brown. You were like, I'm going to do Bobby Brown. And I'm like, what? Is that Whitney Houston's daughter? It's like, was she a groupie? And then- <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> uh, Bobby Brown was actually, um, I don't know if you remember this time, but back in the days of Warrant and Motley Crue, there was an amazing video called Cherry Pie. It was fun. It was silly. And it starred the infamous Bobby Brown. I can't wait to hear about it. Oh, she is so cool. And her book, Dirty Rocker Boys, is to die for. Excellent. Before we get into our Bobby Brown, mm-hmm. um, it's funny because I found something that Pamela DeBar posted, and I was like, this could pretty much also be the opening for uh, the podcast. Oh, perfect. And this is what she said. Always trying to set the groupie record straight has been a life goal of mine. Naughty, body, sweet and saucy, a free-spirited soul, fearless, fierce, and determined. The word is on fire. She's not wrong. Well, she never is. She's never wrong. Mm-hmm. Hail Pamela. Hail Pamela. <laughs> so um, it, it was nice. I got to start my weekend off with you. It's Monday now, so we're recording on a Monday. And I started my weekend with you. We got to write together on Friday, which was... It was very helpful, actually. <laughs> Good. Very helpful. Dolls, dolls writing and sticking together is uh, imperative. And um, I went to a concert that night. I told you that I was going to see the Sam Roberts Band. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that we're talking about it now rather than the next day or even Sunday because mm-hmm. I've just been buzzing with electricity since the show and then since the uh, march on on Saturday but I'll tell you a little bit about the concert before we get into the our groupie of the week mm-hmm. and I think that it's uh I think it's important to talk about because it was one of the best rock and roll shows that I've been to in a really long time that's great And, you know, when I was on the podcast, the Rock and Roll Geek Show, as a guest, um, the host, Michael, was asking me, or he said to me, you know, back in the day, back in my day, we saw these musicians as gods. And when I was at the Sam Roberts show on Friday, I looked around at a lot of people in the front row, and I feel like they had that same kind of feeling. You know, he is like Canadian classic as you can get royalty rock canadian rock royalty yeah it's almost it really is kind of a divine experience yeah exactly so i started listening to sam roberts when his first album the human condition came out and then we really got into him with uh, we were born in a flame and the reason why my whole entire family got into him was because i went to a concert in timmins which is in northern ontario if anybody's not sure uh when i was 16 years old and I was right at the front, and I think it was probably one of the sh- the first shows that I decided to go to, uh, you know, on my own with my with my cousins, and it was it was amazing. And for the longest time now, like since that album came out, I don't know, it was like around two thousand and three. Straight away, he had been talking you know messages of community brotherhood. Like I remember being at that concert and and singing and yelling s-o-c-i-a-l-i-s-m is here to stay before i even knew what socialism meant (laughs) and uh so he was talking a lot about the human experience like right right then right from the beginning so it started off as kind of like 
I'm really enjoying this. It's it's like just I like the music. I like dancing. It's groovy. And I never realized the kind of messages that he had been giving so early on that ended up being in a way a guide for not only me, but for my brothers, because we'd listen to every album. We were listening to them over and over again. So it brought my brothers and I together. But then those messages of where have all the good people gone and brother down and um, all of that kind of stuff has been with me for over 10 years now wow well that's important if it's staying with you then it really meant something yeah and then being at the concert with my brothers it really was able to come around like full circle Mm -hmm. because my brothers and I and you know our whole family had been have been going through such a difficult thing in the last couple of years with like the decline of my dad's health mm-hmm. because of his multiple sclerosis which is degenerative so mm-hmm. kind of you know taking him away quickly and both slowly at the same time mm-hmm. um so there was a point during the concert where my brothers and I look at each other and we and when the line and it's all right to get caught stealing back what you've lost oh yeah we were like almost screaming it and looking at each other and just it really meant a lot so it was quite a bonding experience it sounds like it was quite a bonding experience but then it came a time too where I was getting sick of my brothers and then one of my favorite songs came on (laughs) well Um, sometimes you just gotta dance off right well, exactly. And I think and that's and that's that's why like Sam Robbins is great too, because he's got all of these really deep messages if you're looking for them. And then there's just some songs about like going and dancing. So which was the song that uh, I ended up getting up to the front and dancing for, which was the song called Fixed to Ruin. And uh, it was really nice because it was I didn't want to push my way up to the front or anything like that but three or four people had come back from the front of the stage and had cleared a path and so I just went where they had left and there was this big guy standing right at the front and kind of taking up the space of two people and I just Mm. kind of touched him on the back and I said do you mind if I stand beside you and he's like yeah no problem so then I got to be at the front and enjoy that experience of dancing with the people at the front and um yeah it was it sounds amazing it was great and with the whole message of like so that was the day of the inauguration too right so people Uh, were people were bummed it was friday people were kind of like oh this is going to be a really shitty day in in history and i can't believe this is happening but of course you know sam roberts is this great voice and he was telling people we got to stick together we got to be together as a group we got to fight for you know equality and uh we have to stick together so people at the show strangers were literally reaching out and touching each other and it was funny because at one point uh my sister-in-law so I was I was dancing with my my brother sort of a little bit further back then all of a sudden I see a girl go up on shoulders and I went "Ooh, who's that it's my sister-in-law up on my brother's shoulders so she was just uh she's a really good hand clapper you know the like the wavy hand clap and I was like, yeah, sweet, good for her. Like she's got bringing, a method. <laughs> she got the method, bringing the, bringing the party. And then after she got down, after a little while, I was like, well, I want to go up. <laughs> and so she was up for uh, Detroit 67, which is off of, uh, I think, the second album. And it's a really, really fun one. And then when I was up on uh, My Brother's Shoulders, I was on for the song called Roll With The Spirits. Mm-hmm. And... 
it's one of my favorite songs on the album. The album's called Terraform. The new album's called Terraform, which is like actually means something like altering the environment of a celestial body in order to make it capable of supporting life forms. So he's like talking about some deep things. some some things so talking about probably about the environment maybe aliens maybe sam's talking about aliens you know he talks about shape shifting i'm pretty sure he's making some bowie references at some point mm. so it's it's good music to just like dance if you just want to dance to it and then it's great music if you want to dissect it and give it a closer look pretty much i mean with the song roll with the spirits you know he's talking about being a medicine man and a prophet and a shaman kind of yeah freeing your mind unlocking it and that's it like he's just talking about this a little bit more of this like higher consciousness illumination these sounds very jim (laughs) morrison-y yeah 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 and like and that song too and so i thought it was funny because i was on like the shoulders at on my brother's shoulders for this song when it's you know you got magic on your mind don't you fear it and that's what I'm, you know, what, that's what we've been talking about. Like every time we get together about, you know, magic being real, if you're able to look beyond your What's five right senses. Of, yeah, you, there's all kinds of it all around you all the time. Yeah. So if you and if people are like, what are you like, what are you talking about? Like looking beyond your five senses, then, you know, the words like clairaudience, claircognizance clairsentience and clairvoyance Mm -hmm. are good places to start definitely and he's sexy as hell damn right he is (laughs) (laughs) and it was just like yeah it was uh he's just such a great performer and he's an incredible dancer it was just it was a hell of a concert yeah i haven't had a chance to see him live but i've heard only amazing things yeah, and then the next day, so he had this, like, message of positivity, community, hope, which he has, like, he's had for so long now. Mm-hmm. And then the next day was the Women's March on Washington in Toronto. And so I was in Toronto for it. And, uh, and my friend... It happened all over the world. Oh, it was incredible. And just to be a part of it and then to kind of practice what was being preached last night or the last night in terms of groups getting together mm-hmm. and uh uniting and then making change like it's, it's I think thing. it is so powerful like so many amazing women uh came forward and did something for this Ashley Judd Madonna it's it's overwhelming to think that this is just the beginning of this because we if it's happening worldwide and it was just like day one of, oh god i can only imagine where this is gonna go this is crazy and we all need to stick together because we don't know what's gonna happen mm-hmm. it's we need to band together yes it's i feel very hopeful about people. it though i feel very hopeful and i i believe good is coming from this i really do i just seeing all these women together just standing side by side and just marching for what they believe in that's that's really something and it's the beautiful thing is it's not just women at these women's women's marches Mm -hmm. there's men there's everyone's going it's it really is more powerful with love than it is with hate yeah Mm -hmm. yeah spreading spreading that message of love and positivity and and um, i haven't heard of any like negative things happening or like with protests in the past 
you always hear about violence that t- took place, but there wasn't really any violence. I haven't heard anything. Have yeah, you? Yeah, it was a demonstration yeah, for sure. It was amazing. It was very peaceful. Yeah. No, I'm I'm really happy that I got to be a part of it. Um, but speaking of groups, uh, the Friday night um, I was out with my one of my brothers went home and then the other one I was out with the one that I don't get to see as often um and he's this is towards the end of the night so he's he's had he's crushed quite a few uh Coors Light at this point and he's just like Chantel he's <laughs> like I subscribe to your podcast but I I can't listen to my sister talk about groupies. Hmm. And I was like, why is that? And he's like, or oh, just, I can't listen. I just, I tried, but I'm like, no, no, it's fine. It's okay. Like, thanks for subscribing. But like, um, is it because I talk about sex sometimes? And he's like, oh, well, um, but it's kind of like, it kind of seems like a cult. And <laughs> and I was like, oh, because, you know, it's a group of people. We are groupies because it's a group. And he's like, yeah, and who's that? Uh, who, who's that Dave Barr? Is she your leader? And I... Yes, she's our queen. <laughs> That's what I said. I was like, uh, yeah, pretty much. And uh, so I just laughed. And I was like, it's okay. Like, Brothers don't have to listen to their sister's podcast. They don't podcast. have to understand. They just have to know that it's important to us. Yeah, yeah. That's what I said to him. He was like, okay, well, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay. It's totally cool. Um, but the funny, like, the funny thing is, though, with that is he's the one that bought me those tickets for my birthday. I went out that night because uh, he, he bought the tickets to go mm-hmm. see Sam Roberts. But he loves them too, and he's and he's kind of a harsher music critic than I am. But fair enough, man. What a hell of a show! Sounds like one. And they're nice guys too. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I am ready for some Bobby Brown. I'm ready for some cherry pie. Well, Bobby Brown. I first became a fan of hers when I was about probably like. 12 or 14 when my sister used to watch 80s weekends on much music back in the day and I remember her cherry pie video that she did for warrant I wanted her outfit I wanted to dance like her I wanted <laughs> every costume in that damn video I thought she was amazing we just rewatched it before we uh turned the podcast it on is too. so wonderfully silly and it's fun the song gets stuck in your head it's catchy And you know what? She was just amazing. Like, I recently just read her book. It was called um, Dirty Rocker Boys. Well, actually, I shouldn't say read. I listened to the audiobook. And in my opinion, isn't voice a little bit more powerful? Just sometimes. Come on. And and it's her voice. It is her voice. So you get to hear the emotion. Uh, Like, you can genuinely hear when she's talking about something tough. You feel it with her. You feel like you're right there with her. And she's telling you something, something so important. And you feel like you're one of the girls for her, you know? And she's amazing. Um, I, a couple years ago, was like on a day off from work or something. And I was just, you know, flipping through the channels. And on the Diva Network, (laughs) I turned on this new amazing show called The Ex-Wives of Rock and Roll. And, of course, this woman who when I was a kid I looked up to, she was on it. 
she was on it she was starring in it and i couldn't freaking believe it she is still cool she's still sassy and amazing and honestly just one of the wittiest people i've ever heard and these women i've never seen the show before but they were more like uh 80s hair yeah they, it was more like yeah like late 80s early 90s um like for example one of them is uh, athena bay Athena Bass or Athena Bass I'm sorry if I'm butchering this she's actually Tommy Lee's sister oh okay and she was married to uh James Kotak who is the uh, drummer of the Scorpions and she's super cool to watch and then there was also Blue Dixon who was married to Jerry Dixon from Warrant which is how Bobby Brown knew her and uh, Bobby Brown was married to Janie Lane, the lead singer of Warrant. He wanted to marry the Cherry Pie Girl, and she married the Cherry Pie Boy. So it was kind of a cool little, like, 80s rock and roll love story kind of deal. But there was lots of drama. I Why bet. wouldn't there be? It's rock and roll here, you know? It's going to be crazy. And then eventually she uh, got engaged to her high school crush, Tommy Lee. Oh, they went to high school together. No, I mean like her crush in high school. Like, posters. oh shit. <laughs> oh, no, it's okay, girl. She was like, she wasn't like that into the guys she was in school with. She was like, she had a rocker boy poster. She loved him off, and it was amazing. Like, you know, you grow up, you got a wall of Ashton Kutcher. You never think you're gonna marry Ashton Kutcher, you know. Mm. But which she technically didn't marry Tommy Lee, but she got so, oh so hella close. You know who I had up on my walls? Who? Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, well, funny thing, Baba Brown had him, which you hear in the very first chapter of her book, which you got to check out. I Hands down. So she dated him. I wouldn't call it dating, honey. Okay, I get you. <laughs> she basically, uh, well, I guess uh, he found her. She found him in a nightclub one night. He thought she was amazing because she is. And that young Leonardo DiCaprio decided to bring over a copy of TLC's Waterfalls. And play at her, it at her house. And nice move, Leo. Uh, yeah, I think he was like a young, like nineteen-year-old oh Leo. My God, so he was the like best. little, little Leo, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, ladies, you want to hear? You got to listen to this yourself because there's some dirty details, honey, <gasps> in this book. Oh yeah, I'm you're I'm downloading the audiobook tonight. You want to? It is the most honestly the most entertaining thing I've heard in a while. That I like that's new to me. This is awesome. Okay, great. So she was in a music video. Is that when she started? Is that when her groupie days started? Because she had been an actress or a model before that. She was like a model and she was just kind of new to the scene at that time. And she had like, she was dating like, you know, kind of like lower grade rocker boyfriends. But when she was in this video, um, the lead singer, Janie Lane, uh, he actually was like, crazy in love with her because she was on star search and stuff before this happened if you remember the 80s you remember how big star search I don't was. remember the 80s well that's okay not everyone remembers the 80s even the people who were there don't always remember the 80s um but yeah star search was huge and she was on it and she came in second and for what uh for modeling Oh, and okay. uh, what ended up happening was apparently Janie Lane and Tommy Lee were watching that episode somewhere and the, Janie Lane said, I'm going to marry that girl. And Tommy Lee's like, I'm going to do that girl or something along those lines. I can't, I'm paraphrasing here. You got to listen to the audiobook. But then years later, it completely happened. Who knew, like, you never know who's like looking back at you. That's the beautiful thing about being a groupie. 
That's right. Mm-hmm. Just kind of put yourself out there. Yeah, you never know what's let coming your, back. Let your groupie light shine. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been in a music video? Me? Technically, I have. Actually, I forgot about it. Um, but it was like a comedy rap band called uh, Poetic Justice. That, uh, it, I know, it's an odd, uh, an odd happening, but... Um, it was back in my days when I was like doing stand up regularly, and two of the guys who were in this were both stand ups. So uh, yeah, they were just like, "Do you want to be in a music video?" I was like, "Sure, it's Wednesday. Why not?" It's, <laughs> it's a Wednesday. It's a perfect day to be in a music video. Yeah, it's somewhere on YouTube. <laughs> hmm. I was in one when I was in Peterborough. Um, my friend in this band called Fireflower Review. Hmm. Um, he just came over and asked me to write something and to translate something in French and then to say it into a microphone and then he made a song out of it and then he made a video of it so it's up on YouTube somewhere it's really cute it's just like me in a cute jacket and him just like filming me for like like on the street like on on a couple of cute streets in Peterborough then the second one was when I was in Halifax uh there was like a 10 by 10 film festival where bands like uh, Rain Over St. Ambrose and A.A. Wallace were paired up with another east with an east coast director they each paired up with an east coast director and uh a.a wallace i was in his video and he was paired up with a director from newfoundland and uh i was in that one with a a whole bunch of other people and we were all dressed up as aaron and so yeah we were just like doing things that aaron Aaron would do like putting posters up and oh that's so cute yeah i want to see this video you're gonna have to show me after it was it was cute i ended up um dating the director of that music video for a little while but Hmm. he was in newfoundland and i was in halifax and well it's not that far is it apparently it was really yeah well maybe it's just not expensive or i don't know i don't know how it works no hey it's all for the best yeah you know you had fun you dated a cool director you know it's pretty great (laughs) all right so moving on bobby brown she where are we okay so Star Search and then Cherry Pie? Cherry Pie. And at that time, she was actually dating um, Matthew Nelson, who is actually the son of Ricky Nelson, uh, the 1950s and 60s uh, rock star. Uh, If you look him up, he sings things like Poor Little Fool and um, uh, Someday You're Gonna Want Me to Want You. He had a real, (laughs) like, Elvis-y vibe to him. His parents were in Ozzy and Harriet, so, like, he was, like, a total, like, th- this is a total showbiz family. He, they were actually, like, both um, Matthew Nelson and his brother Gunner were, like, Hollywood brats, as Bobby calls them. So she was, like, with him, and it was, apparently, his band wasn't doing as well as Warrant was, and this one music video she did was driving him nuts because he had to watch, you know, Janie Lane with his girl getting all the, you know, getting all the views on TV and just, like, MTV constantly playing Cherry Pie. It's a, it's, it's a cute video. It is Um, cute. I'm very, yeah, I'm very, uh, with the 80s, I don't know much about them or groupies or, I don't know, like, 
It was a different. I need kind to check my. Is the funny then. thing, yeah, and so I need to check myself when when I think and I talk about them because I think I just need to educate myself a little bit more before I start making any kind of judgments. Which hey, is almost exactly what this podcast is about, right? It's about like yeah. kind of people making quick judgments, cleaning up the and, name, you know. So maybe the way that I might see like you know uh, motley crew groupie is maybe how some people view. Uh, I don't know, you know, like a. Baby Bill groupie or mm-hmm. Lori Lightning groupie um, of the 60s and 70s. But <clears throat> I think if I, you know, had to choose, obviously I think that, you know, 60s and 70s of are course. my it favorite. Was a but time. Yes, it was a different time. But I definitely think that it's, for me personally, in the way that I see them, a better time to be a groupie now in 2017 than maybe 1991. Mm-hmm, definitely I think that there was a lot more of them around like the late 80s early 90s like even to yes I'm referencing new kids on the block apparently they couldn't like get into their hotel rooms without tripping over groupies it mm-hmm. was it was completely different um apparently like I forget which one of them because they all look the same to me I'm sorry and KOTB fans I don't mean to offend you um but apparently I think I want to say it was Jordan yeah I think Jordan was saying how like like, there was, like, a mother-daughter team where, like, the mother somehow got the daughter into his hotel room. Yo! That's a different type of groupie right there. But, mm-hmm. like, that's determination. Um, I don't think it went as well. Like, he didn't seem to go into it too much. But at the same time, it was, like, it was kind of a crazier time in the 80s. People were a lot more willing to try weird things. Yeah. To do what needed to be done to yeah, get where they wanted to be. Yeah, they were pretty ruthless, a lot of them. Um, like, Bobby Brown, like, she not once in this book, this book that she wrote uh, calls herself a groupie. But she, you know, she just happened to, you know, be in that circle and she met, you know, the men of her dreams and, you know, she got to be with them and I can see why people would not want to label themselves as a groupie like I'm I really try to see all aspects of things Mm -hmm. and maybe when you do label yourself as a groupie then you almost uh put your identity as a groupie somebody who like hangs on to bands or somebody who hangs out with bands and that's it Mm -hmm. whereas I think it's we've discussed it and it's like it's a much broader term than a lot of people see it as. I think it's just like the simple, you know how like there's so many words out there that have multiple meanings. And I think that groupie is one of those words. And I'm really, you know, I'm really looking forward to having Jacqueline on the podcast. she's amazing. Because was it you or Lynx that told me, well, Jacqueline is a wonderful example of... It might have been links, but at the same time, she is not wrong about that. Yeah, she's one of the biggest groupies of all time. She is so passionate. She's so committed. About a a specific band that we'll let her get into when she's on the podcast. Mm -hmm. But it is... loving and even kind of professional because doesn't she yeah, do she works, some work she helps for them, them out for sometimes and she's just honestly she loves them and it's like it's innocent almost. like yeah. I would say it's an innocent love like yeah. she adores this uh this artist but um it's if you ask me I think it's the most beautiful display of being a groupie she's she's a total example and it's a spectrum 
Yeah. And And I want to respect everybody on that spectrum, regardless of what and how they go about it, as long as these decisions that they're making are like are theirs and there's consent and there's... And it's what they want. And it's what they wanted. The only thing that I look back when I look at it with any kind of judgment and go, I'm glad that that wasn't me, is when I like read and hear about like the drugs yeah right? where that's the that, cocaine and that kind of stuff those were some sticky situations and i'm just like yeah they were mm-hmm. you know what my I mean? gentle terminology <laughs> a sticky situation yeah so yeah it's yeah but it's uh i'm, I'm glad that we're getting into it uh a little bit and yeah, um, they're part of the story too. And no, oh, most definitely. Like Bobby Brown, she went through all kinds of. Uh, she went through rehab. She's been through it all. Honestly, that's why she is like right now. Like, she. I'm sorry. She's hot. She's hot shit. I love her. I yep. think her book is so great, and she totally just. She takes the term groupie and like puts it in a different place somehow. She because she to her she just met these normal guys in their workplace you know what I mean it, mm-hmm. it wasn't like it wasn't an attempt like she didn't you know there was no effort really it was more of she was a girl who loved to dance she loved to go you know listen to music and dance that's who she was it's who she she still to this day is she will swear by it up and down she loves to dance and just somehow she can dance like she got no bones. I forget <laughs> I'm all alone. That well, was... Shanty said it. There you go. <laughs> the, the, that was the uh, that was the Sam Roberts song that I left my brothers to go up to the front of the stage to well, dance to. Well, fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, she uh, definitely was uh, a great example. Um, but you know, she like talks about the hardship she goes through, like the different like ups and downs. Of All right. So, like. what are some of the hardships that she went through? Like, oh were... well, uh, Tommy Lee, of course, was you know at notoriously unfaithful. Yeah. Um, did she expect him to be faithful? Do you think she did? Oh, okay. And that's the thing I've been noticing as a kind of a consistent thing with a lot of groupies is that. They do genuinely expect a real relationship when they're with a person because mm-hmm. Bobby was pretty monogamous. Like, I don't think I remember reading that she cheated on anybody. Um, you know, there were accusations that she was cheating, but it wasn't true. Whereas then you had people like Angela Bowie and Bibi Buell who were in the open relationships. Exactly. Which in a way, in a way you understand that. So, yeah. Like, it's kind of, exp- you know, you're your dude's a rock star what's what else is he gonna do like that's a way to look at it and you can either embrace it and you know take care of you or you can you know find the negativity in it and just you know build walls yeah you know and for them that's what worked it worked for as long as it could and you know like Angela Bowie she you know they're not she obviously didn't stay with him till the end but she stayed with him for a hell of a long time through the most important years I the think. big ones the big ones so yeah so she was with tommy lee and after tommy lee and bobby dated he went straight to pamela anderson yeah well she didn't technically he didn't even break up with her yet he they thought, you know they were fighting a lot but she didn't expect him to actually fly to an island with pamela and get married on a friggin beach and then is that when they made the sex date 
Uh, the sex tape came out after that, but it was at the same but time. But it was the same time. Yeah, and then oh, he eventually, have... like, tried to bring her back even after the sex tape was released and, like, was still kind of technically married to Pamela. Have you seen that tape? I have not. Do you want to watch it after? Hmm. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I'm, I'm, I'm curious now. But in a weird way, I don't want to because I feel the same way Bobby Brown did about it where it's like, oh, I don't want to see that. I don't know. I, I feel like I've seen clips of it somewhere. Mm-hmm. But um, wait, didn't like Limp Biscuit have like a music video where they showed – Am I going nuts? I feel like, because I feel like I've seen bits of the tape, but on, like, in somebody else's music video. I feel like it was Limp Bizkit or something, because I swear it's I remember, like, seeing them. It's crazy what stays in your mind after all these years. Was it, was it Kid Rock? It definitely was not Kid Rock. No, no, no. That was Pamela's next husband. Yeah. I am mixing up music. I am sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Oh, man. But, yeah, I think it was Limp Bizkit. I remember seeing Pamela jumping into a bed with Tommy Lee. Yeah. Are you seeing it? What what I'm seeing? White sheets or something. And she's like being all like, oh, I'm Pamela. And then, you know, jumping into the bed. And Uh it's different. uh Technically, Pamela Anderson is also a groupie, which I have not thought about until this very second. Oh, totally. 100% she is. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I I just never thought about it until this very second. (laughs) Well, there you go. Oh, this is a moment of clarity. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. Um. What's the connection between Bobby Brown and Bobby Brown? Well, one night while she was out dancing at the club, Bobby Brown, the, uh, you know, Whitney Houston's Bobby Brown. Spelled differently. Okay. She Her Bobby is spelled B-O-B-B-I-E. Yeah. And he's B-O-B-B-Y-E. He danced up to her and he's like, Bobby Brown, do you want to dance with Bobby Brown? <laughs> and then he asked her, like, is that your actual name? Were you named that? And she said, yeah, I was named after my father. And he said, well, if I'm going to ever have... A daughter, I'm definitely going to name her Bobby Brown. And then, bing, bang, boom, Bobby Christina Brown is in existence. So there you go. That is, uh, he kept his word. Bobby Christina. Bobby Christina Brown, yeah. How's she doing these days? Is she okay? I'm not sure. Didn't she get into an accident? We're going to check up on the news of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I don't know. I just, something about after Whitney, but hopefully she's, hopefully she's all right. The other um, woman that I'm going to be talking about. Ooh. What? Bobby Christina's dead. Oh. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. <sighs> was it self? Was it a, like a self-harming no, it was incident? Like, uh, it looks as though she has passed. <sighs> All right. Yeah, a little rough. A little rough to find out. She was young, 22, I think, we read. Yeah, poor Bummer thing. town. But, uh, yeah, she was uh, named in a funny way about our groupie Bobby Brown. About our groupie Bobby Brown. Anything else you want to say about our groupie Bobby Brown? Other than she's a badass, awesome woman, <laughs> <laughs> I recommend reading her book. And I think if you want a really good reality show, I re- really do recommend The Ex-Wives of Rock and Roll. The Ex-Wives of Rock and Roll. So there was... Tommy Lee's sister. There was Bobby Brown. There was who else? Uh, Blue Dixon, who was married to Jerry Dixon. He was the, um, I believe he was the bassist for Warrant. And then there was Sharice Neal, who was married to Vince Neal, the singer of Motley Crue. 
Oh, okay. Um, did you ever do you ever like Motley Crue? I was not really like super huge into Motley Crue. I have to admit, I actually was more of a Warrant person than Motley Crue. I know, I know, I've said it. <laughs> um, Sharice Neal, though, uh, she was actually in the Girls, Girls, Girls video by Motley Crue. So a lot of these uh, ex-wives of rock and roll were also like video vixens. Video vixens. Yeah, yeah. I guess because the 80s was when the music video yeah, it's when time they were went kablamo yeah i think it was like 81 and then mtv was a thing and then everyone was you know super into videos yeah tom petty was doing some some cool Wake stuff in, in video with videos in the 80s he's a Free genius Ballin was amazing love that video um speaking of tom petty the guy from warrant i was well, we were watching the video together and he's got that like long blonde hair and this sort of long face yeah. and i was like why am i kind of attracted to him like oh it's like he kind of looks like tom petty just, just a like, little bit big mouth long face blonde hair i oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Amazing voice. Apparently, he could write a song like it was like nothing. He could just come up with anything, just drop of a hat. Yeah. Yeah. Janie Lane, um, the lead singer of Warrant, who you're referring to. Man, people like those guys in the 80s had the weirdest names. I feel like I'm not sure that all of them were like actually their names. I feel like a lot of them used, well, in this book um, of Roxana Shirazi's Mm -hmm. that I just finished the other day. uh, Yeah, a lot of them have some crazy names like Dizzy and... Oh, well, who doesn't love a name Dizzy? That's a great one. (laughs) Yeah. But um, like even um, Marilyn Manson's band, like they, you know, each band member took, you know, the name of a famous starlet with the last name of a serial killer. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's just kind of, you know, the name is just part of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, when you're listening to a band or you're falling in love with a rock star, you're just kind of wanting the whole package, you know? It's like setting the right mood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Setting in setting that 80s tone, mm-hmm. that peroxide hair and the big the back combing. and The, the ripped jeans, ripped jeans, studded belts. Come on. So cool tattoos tattoos everywhere (laughs) all right what is uh the name of this book by bobby brown it is called dirty rocker boys right you said that like eight times okay it's monday sorry so dirty rocker boys i'm gonna yeah download the audiobook listen to a little bit about leo um you guys can watch the cherry pie video and i think yeah coming next week is going to be one more about the 80s i'm gonna tell you about that so it's gonna be about roxana shirazi and her book is called the last living slut born in iran bred backstage damn yeah so i've i'm gonna have a week to sort of absorb it Mm -hmm. and uh i'm gonna be telling links about that Oh, I'm sure Lynx will have lots to comment on. Oh, good. I'm going to need her help. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like if you send her the book, this woman reads like it's like I've never seen anyone so she is she's just a huge bookworm. I am so jealous. She can get through any book super fast. It's yeah, crazy. She's the sexiest bookworm I've ever met. Very true. All right. Where can people find you online? You can find me on Instagram at Andrea underscore Holtz or on Twitter at Andrea underscore Holtz or you can watch my web series which is called That's Why I Like Her and you can find that on YouTube. 
Excellent. Thank you so much for uh, coming back. I think that this was a really nice, gentle ease mm-hmm. into the waters. Um, maybe uh, just like a very gentle baptism of sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, really bringing me into the... Warmth and beauty that I think the 80s were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then I think I'll have uh, maybe a little bit more perspective and a little bit more to say once um, I listen to the book and uh thank you for coming over always a pleasure and sharing an evening with me and uh let's have a nice cup of tea shall we yes please okay everybody thank you so much for listening you can find me online at muses and stuff on instagram and on facebook and you can find um, my website muses and stuff dot ptbopodcasters.ca and you can also check out some other podcasts that we've got uh, going on with the peterborough independent podcasters um, if you're looking for something else to listen to And in the meantime, my friends, take care, enjoy your week, and uh, namaste. Bye-bye. Bye. Hello, friends. This is Mark Nell, executive producer of the Table Read podcast, where imagination meets performance. As we wrap up an incredible season one, we want to take a moment to express our heartfelt gratitude to each and every one of you who tuned in and supported us on this amazing journey. Season one was nothing short of extraordinary. We delved into captivating scripts that transported us to worlds beyond our imagination, thanks to the brilliant writers who delivered these works. But what really brought these stories to life were the talents of our amazing actors. But Wait, the excitement doesn't end there. As we bid farewell to Season 1, we are thrilled to announce the launch of Season 2. Get ready for more gripping narratives, more unforgettable characters, and more mesmerizing performances that will keep you on the edge of your seat. We have some big surprises coming. The Force will definitely be with you. So stay tuned, stay engaged, and most importantly, stay excited. From all of us at the Table Read Podcast, thank you. And let's make Season 2 even more memorable together. <laughs>